Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host here, Tom Quee. We are back with yet another episode. Um, one of the great things of the show, as I always say, is getting these repeat guests back. Today is one of my favourite guys to have on the show. We have gone through tons of songs and tons of points in Metallica's history. We have covered off the top of my head the 91 Moscow show, uh, MTV Icon, we also did Bad Seed, All Within My Hands. I'm sure there's other stuff I'm forgetting. All the way from Scotland, Dave, how's it going, man? Going good. We've done a plethora of things across a fucking litany of genres <laughs> at this point. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful vocab, which we don't really encounter in today's song. Today's fantastic song, The More I See, by Discharge. And just before we get into the song... Please follow us at MetallicaPod. Get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you want to do a song, um, I guess I should say as well, I made this decision yesterday, but I'm going to start doing Alf Metallica twice weekly now. Um, Dave will be aware that I do this other podcast called Battle Rap Resume, and I also have sort of other... Yeah, you, you, Dave's been on it many times. We've discussed many low-key UK classics. If you've not heard Kruger's Lazy EP or C Major's 10,000 Hours, they're you know, marvellous releases. I don't need to tell you, don't Dave. Don't sell yourself short. You've interviewed some of the biggest battlers that have ever battled. I have. I have. Not I have just indeed. album reviews. You've done it all at this point. I have indeed. And, you know, if you if you guys are interested in that, I know there's a small Venn diagram sliver that maybe go check that out. But basically, I have a bit more free time now. And to be honest, I just want to get Alpha Metallica the fuck over with. It's not that I don't love doing the show, but I'm just an impatient person by nature. And I can see that it's going to take another year and a half to finish the show. So I figured, why not utilize this free time in a smart way? Guests are always emailing me. When am I coming on? I always have to disappoint them by saying it's when fucking you know um what's his name andrew yang the 2020 presidential candidate might be elected or something like that that was going to be a really dated reference if people listen back to this but um yeah so we're speeding up alpha metallica in the next few weeks we're going to try and do it twice weekly um if you want to come on the show metallica at gmail.com patreon is there itunes i want to give a quick shout out to phil scott who recently became a patron of the show. Thank you so much, Phil. Really do appreciate that. Uh, but, um, yeah, Dave, um, t- today is a cover of a really important band and a band that I've been getting more and more into, kind of like with Budgie and Crash Course in Brain Surgery. Um, you know, Discharge are an, an awesome unit, hugely influential. Were you down with Discharge before you were aware of Metallica covering them? Like, have you gone on since to listen to them or...? As I was younger, I think we talked about it before, I was more into punk bands. Mm. I was into The Clash, and I was into The Exploited. I was familiar with Discharge, but I wasn't I wasn't their biggest fan. But as I've gotten older, I've realised that they literally punted the door open yeah. for bands like uh, Napalm Death or ENT. And uh, for anyone that doesn't know ENT, they are um, well, extreme noise terror. Like They're an old crust punk band. Lots of Swedish bands took literally took the the blueprint at Discharge's first album and ran with it for an entire career. Whether it's logo design, sound, drum beat, there's a whole drum beat called the D beat, yes, which was popularized by Discharge, which has taken off across many a genre. But it's a very 
they're just a very influential band yeah. and they're just a tiny little band from Stoke-on-Trent they, they, yeah they're from Stoke-on-Trent they're from where Slash was born you know yes. the, the, the potteries as they're known here locally um, quite a sort of innocuous little area but you are right yeah they're so influential it's quite crazy how influential they are so they have the D-beat thing which just to say is the um, kind of motorhead buzzcock style drum beat um, that was used yeah. early in their career it basically became a sub yeah yeah it became a sub-genre of hardcore punk apparently in japanese brazilian and scandinavian scenes especially you mentioned the name as well and that's another weird thing about discharge uh many bands according to wikipedia many bands followed discharge stylistic approach they began using the dis prefix or the charge suffix in their names uh many examples include yeah disarm yeah disarm disphere disclose dischug recharge keg charge distraught apparently there as well and apparently it reached this level of fourth wall breaking metaness where this anarchist punk band in the uk i've not heard of them myself called active minds um in 1995 they issued an ep called this is getting pathetic which actually parodied a discharge song in it phenomenal so i mean multi-layered puns i'll take that and, and Metallica, you know, one of these bands, they always hark back to their heroes in brilliant types of ways. And it's very cool as well. I only kind of realized this, the YouTube comments pointing this out to me about an hour ago, that Garage Inc. opens with a Discharge song, the first disc, yes. and closes with one as well. So it opens with Free Speech for the Dumb, which we've already covered on the show, uh, episode 55 with Russell Shostak, who was just recently on the show, actually, when we did this, um, going to the North Carolina show on the Worldwide Tour. That was great. And this closes it as well. And, you know, let's get into the song then. So the song starts with a very foreboding, charging bass. And it reminds me a little bit of Devil's Dance in the way that there's a lot of chugging, a lot of feedback, the riff kind of building itself up. It's like a powerful, neandering bass. It sort Mm. of walks cross-legged along the riff. Like, you've no (laughs) idea where it's going, but it's keeping you right. Mm. And then the riff comes in and it's just great. And and immediately your your eyebrows glow up and you're like, what's that? Oh, that riff. And it doesn't stop. It's just mm. phenomenal. Oh, it's just so addictive. It's such a it's sledgehammer. It's a twirling riff. Yeah. Like, it's built for the power stance. It's a frontman's riff. It is a, it is a frontman's riff. It's a riff that can carry a song. It's, you know, it's a, it's a riff that you can, you can, like, it's one of those riffs that, you know, I felt the same way when I listened to, like, My Bloody Valentine when I was younger. You you kind of don't know what's going on at first. It's kind of this barrage of noise. But when you orientate yourself in the song and kind of realise where it's stopping and starting, it's just... You know, it reminds me a little bit of Phantom Lord from Kill 'Em All or so many other Metallicists. I mean, you can see the influence on Kill 'Em All here so, so clearly. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I love this riff, Dave. I think it's killer. It's one of those riffs, like you said, that you're not sure what's going on. And it sounds super cliche, but the first couple of times you hear it, you don't need to know what's going on because it knows what's going on in you. You're trying to work <laughs> it out. It doesn't give a fuck what you're doing. It's just going to keep going until you get with it. Yeah. And you do get with it. Yeah. yeah, with everything the original band did, Discharge were fantastic. Yeah. And Metallica's cover are their two songs. I think they're everything you would want from a Metallica cover. They don't change the song. No. They do it exactly as they would, but as them. And you get the whole band's personality coming through while staying true to the original. I mean, Lars has got the DB on mm. just full charge here. It's 
phenomenal as mm, well. Really mm. good stuff. Yeah, and you've, you're right. They don't really change the song. So, so when I when I when I listened to the song for this episode and that intro, I was thinking of Devil's Dance, and I was like, oh, this is this feels very reloady. But you listen to the original, and that's kind of what they were doing. Like you know that that that's the idea. It kind of led with that bass and then building through. And just to go back to Discharge as well, um, you know they were just a giant influence on extreme metal. Uh, this is from Decibel magazine that says, quote, there are a few bands who have had more influence over so many different scenes than Discharge. This includes the first generation of thrash bands, grind bands, and hardcore groups. Discharge's influence on heavy metal is incalculable, and metal superstars such as Metallica, Amphrax, and Sepultura have covered Discharge songs in tributes. Um, apparently there's lots of early photos in the 80s of uh, James and Cliff wearing Discharge search, which is really cool. Um, you know, Amphrax were playing Discharge covers as early as 1983 and um yeah they, they really were sort of a, a pioneering act and have you gone back and listened to the original much yes i was listening to the original all last week and again today just yeah. because we're gonna do it so i was going over and did a little reading and i came across some of the covers the anthrax cover of protest and survive it's pretty mm. good come through with metallica sepultura took on a look at tomorrow protest and survive and hear nothing say nothing see nothing mm-hmm. as did therapy covered that song which right. i did not know i'm a big one fan of there yeah one of the things that struck me one of the things that's very different about the song apart from the production which of course you know the, the inevitably the bob rock production it just sounds so meaty and the riff just sounds so vital in comparison to the original the vocals um cal morris's vocals uh, from discharge are more snarl- snarling snarky you know, higher pitched even. They lack the kind of ursine utterances of Jimmy James Het. And, um, you know, Cal Morris was a giant influence on James. There was something in Rolling Stone um, that basically was sort of like, you know, top 100 singers and that sort of thing. But what they did that was quite cool was within the list itself, there were like mini lists from famous singers who could just rank their own. Um, so James nominated 20 singers and Cal was number 17 on his list, which is just an awesome inclusion. What an obscure inclusion. I mean, James is such a connoisseur of this type of music, right? He's a champion for filth. Music, <laughs> yes. bands like Exodus, bands like Discharge, he's always at the forefront. He's like, but what about them? Yeah. What about Creator? He's always there to throw another band's yeah. hat in the ring. Whereas, as I was growing up as a, a Metallica fan, I always seen Lars at the forefront, pulling away from other musicians. Like, never mind them. What about this? Mm-hmm. Whereas James is always more given. And I've written down in my notes in parentheses here, very stock vocals from James, definitely Bob Rock, right? Because stock is how it was described in some kind of monster as when it was just it's very james the delivery on this song it's exactly what hetfield would sound like if he was in discharge you could literally slot him right in yeah yeah i mean the way the way like the the way the way he enunciates certain things and similar to free speech for the dumb and i need to listen to more discharge um you know i'm really enjoying what i'm hearing from the band and everyone seems to point to um their second album hear nothing see nothing say nothing from 1982 as kind of a you know seminal kind of british classic or just overall classic um but there's not many lyrics in the song so if we look at free speech for the dumb it's literally free speech free speech 
speech for the dumb, said over and over again, mantra-esque. And the lyrics for The More I See are very simple. From where I stand, pain, suffering, and misery. The more I see, the more I see, the less, the less I believe. From where I stand, I see hate, violence, and war. The more I see, the more I see, the less, the less I believe. And I guess that simplicity of diction is kind of a canvas for James to just kind of, you know, be James, really. He really puts his own character into the track. Yeah, he gives each syllable its own personality to a point mm-hmm. when he covers a song like he'll enunciate and he'll force words that yeah. maybe didn't have the inflection on the original but he'll make them his mm-hmm. and you don't need a lot of lyrics and music like that when you listen to the original because the song itself kind of is the message they're just words being barked nobody really paid attention to the words you don't sing words like that when you're jumping up and down head to toe in leather somewhere you know yeah yeah and uh, you're spitting on the band you go to see as a form of affection you're not going to stop and sing their lyrics at them and you know uh, philosophically as well uh, in terms of the lyrics it fits into that you know discharge punk viewpoint really yeah, very anarcho- yeah the more the more you sort of witness your surroundings the more you realize they can't be trusted all you see is pain suffering and misery and just just the way james sort of commands this out there is absolutely terrific and it's constantly you know it's 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 like a magnet in orbit of kind of a, a kind of mother um you know magnetism there a mother attraction like it's constantly coming back to that riff isn't it and it's like Ooh. when you have a money riff like this i just want to keep hearing it i just love the sound of the band playing it oh man it's just relentless it's it's probably my favorite cover that metallica have done it's, it's definitely the up there yeah i agree it's definitely up there. by killing joke was my favorite for a while when i was younger very much like sabracadabra as well yeah i think this is probably my favorite the more you, i listen to it yeah. and the more i get into it i appreciate this a little bit more i mean the more i see the more i listen yeah the more i believe i, I i'm with you i am actually with you i think the more i see is definitely up there um there's other ones that i really really enjoy like free speech again the discharge ring i really like the merciful fate medley i think that's fantastic but 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 yeah i think it trumps it trumps like whiskey and astronomy and you know lover man yeah yeah i I like i'm the problem is i'm just i'm a bleeding heart thin lizzy fan so i just prefer the original my old man was a big thin lizzy fan Mm. which immediately i disliked thin lizzy because (laughs) of this rolling stones as well i was having none of that yeah i think the rolling stones are one of the most overrated bands of all time yeah in trash they're, they're garbage they're awful they're awful i don't give a fuck about your 12 bar blues and your telecasters write something interesting like it's just the same yeah. old crap exactly what it is is they, they're playing what would be a jam session which in the 50s was impressive to yeah. see a guy dance and sing over a jam but it's 2019 get a fucking job <laughs> do something yeah i i like i like the interplay of the guitars i i remember keith richards being interviewed oddly enough by chris evans in the late Stop 90s it. i know fuck chris evans despise chris evans i mean american listeners probably won't know we're not talking about captain america we're talking about this yeah this ferret faced kind of yeah, he's a ginger ferret that yeah. replaced the old racist on top here <laughs> yeah <laughs> from friends looking 
exceedingly yeah, 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 Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and uh, Keith was talking about them and him and Ronnie Wood, and he was like, "Look, I'm I'm not the best guitar player in the world, but when we're together, we're better than anyone." And it's kind of like I don't really agree with him, but like you know, I like the sort of the lines interweaving and stuff. But 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 yeah, I, I agree. Fuck Rolling Stones. Um, Finn Lizzy are great. And um, talking about solo guitar playing, then what di- what this differs from the Discharge thing is the Discharge thing has those breaks. Um, kind of like Seek and Destroy, you know, the chords play and then Kirk can fill the spaces. In the original, there isn't a guitar solo, which kind of makes sense for the time. In this one, you know, Kirk is playing here, kind of flexing out. Like, what, what do you make of these moments in the song? I mean, they, they hold it together in a, a weird way, because like you said, it's not in the original, hmm. but the structure and the rhythm of the riff, although it sounds identical, if you listen to the Metallica one, it's kind of whirling it's very circular round and round and round it keeps going and i think the solo fits because of that yeah it does because you're building and building and building like a washing machine spinning and all of a sudden it drains and there's nothing there and the solo comes in you're like oh didn't expect that yeah i'll have some of that it's cool it's cool because yeah I, i did listen to the original anticipating some sort of lead break but of course, you know this was the late seventies or whatever, and, yeah, and that no was solos and punk. Yeah, none. yeah, none at all, none at all. Um, maybe. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. And then you, I mean, then you get into sort of um, you know post-punk ideas where a guitar solo was a very angular thing, a very obtuse thing. You know, it certainly wasn't That's a the man. Yeah, it certainly wasn't a virtuosic stuff like television and and public uh, image limited and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, the guitar solo's fine. You know, Kirk is kind of kind of doing his thing here. Now, um, the song interestingly has never been played live, and there's quite a few numbers off Garage Inc that haven't been turned out. But there is live footage of them jamming on it that I found online, literally just for one on air. Them playing at Leeds Festival 2015. And I don't know why they don't bring this out more in the cover slot, like as a bread fan or something. Like, it would connect to a crowd on a visceral level, I think. I think it would be ideal to open their encore. Like, as yeah. they came back out, the more I see. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's a very good song. And like I said earlier, I think it's everything that you could want from Metallica covering a track. You're learning about a new band. You're hearing a different sound. You're hearing what they appreciated, but they're doing it in the most Metallica way humanly possible interestingly about the time frame though like you said earlier about bob rock this falls between there's this and then i believe the only thing that was released that uh except this was four leaf clover no leaf clover before saint anger Mm -hmm. so it falls in a very weird time the only thing that comes in between is i disappear yep this gives you an idea where the band were at the time they were very like fractured you had the whole napster thing going on they just cut their hair they came out with pictures of mascara on and all the fans oh, yeah. were like what's this why is he wearing a velvet shirt and then they came back with this and it was like all right they're still there you know it's still the same band there's nothing changed and it's on with business and business picked up for certain on this whole album start to finish so this is the last track um, on the first disc, and it's interesting you talk about the legacy of who the band were, because there are still, I mean, there's one misstep in this song, and it's not to be blamed for discharge in my eyes. So the song ends, the song is 4 minutes 49, but the song, for all intents and purposes, ends at 3 minutes 23. There's a period of silence, there's a short sort of 
laugh. It's kind of not clear what it is. According to Wikipedia, that's a short segment of a Robin Trower song um, called Bridge of Size. Robin Trower's one of my, like, sort of black holes. I know he's a, like, English guitar hero. Um, it was in, like, a power trio. I think they're called Procol Harum. But, but I know that Kirk's down with him and, uh, you know, James and all that. I'm sure he was in that sort of thing. And then we get into what I can only really deem as, like, reload posturing. I, I, I'm yeah, not... it's like outro breakdown. Yeah, it's like an outro bluesy kind of thing. Kirk wanking off. It's quite indulgent. I don't know. It kind of, to me personally, and I, I know you're a load reload guy, and I know everyone listening, most people are, whatever, but um, it kind of undermines the run-and-gun intention of the original. I can understand that because you want the cover to be the cover. Mm. But at the same time, if you take the, the juxtaposition of the two bands, you, like this Discharger, like they were crust. That's what they were. They were crust. That's punk. right, yeah. Just dry, like, flavorless filth. <laughs> and then you've got Metallica who are like this red hot, fresh out the oven apple. And together they make the apple pie because you've got this dry crust and you've got just full-on Americana is just mm-hmm. Kirk wanking his fretboard being Kirk and I think it meshes together well yeah yeah because you can have an apple pie without the fruit you need something there that's a little bit sauce you know you need something a little bit saucy no, I understand that, and you know it's interesting that they went with that, and you know it's it's a kind of false ending. It's ending the first disc. It's a it's a playful sort of thing. Perhaps if this song was you know earlier on in the track listing, it wouldn't have made as much sense. But you know it's them sort of messing with those ideas. Just going on their Spotify discharge, which is you know not necessarily the best um, temperature check, especially for older bands. <laughs> but they've got thirty eight thousand monthly listeners, which is quite decent, you know, and. Um, the, yeah, the more I see isn't actually on Spotify, the Discharge version, because it was a single. It wasn't on an album. But apparently, the Discharge are playing London next Saturday? I was just going to say that, and they're playing Glasgow uh, oh. and Leeds. One of them within a week, a week tomorrow on the 16th. They're playing, playing Leeds. Leeds. they're playing Leeds in two days. The Boomtown or whatever? A prob- a Temple of Boom, where, where loads of um, battle rap events are. And uh, the one in... London, I believe, is at the, is at the Armisham Arms, that's and they're right. playing Glasgow as well. I just yeah. spotted that. Yeah, that's cool. I don't... Oh, they're playing, Bur- they're playing Birmingham in April, actually. I might go see them in April. That's pretty You cool. should see them in Birmingham, because yeah. that's where they're going to flourish, because they're just a little band from England. Bands yeah. like Ian as well, Extreme Noise Terror. Fucking champions at Ipswich. Like, little band from Ipswich. Phenomenal, forceful, Oh, they're, forceful playing, they're playing with them in Birmingham? April 20th? You should see them. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to go. I yeah, Terror, uh, Absolution are playing. Doctor and the Crippens are playing. I mean, yeah, that looks like they're doing a big uh, UK tour soon. They're playing uh, the Camden Rocks. Fed. I mean, I mean, shout out Discharge. It's so fucking There's cool no that they're point. still going. Like, you know, as again, recently as 2017, James yeah. had threw the name in the hat again, saying they were one of the most important bands. And that. In, they, in 2017, he said that. Yeah, the discussion oh. was, what do you think of the big four? And the guy from Exodus said, I think it should be the big seven. And James was like, yeah, you, creator, and Discharge. Discharge. Because we need them. Without Discharge and Exodus, there is no Motorhead. There is mm-hmm. no Metallica. Although in saying that, Diamond Head were enough of an influence on Lars that he was going to succeed regardless of what he did. Yeah, like, yeah. If you listen to early interviews with Lars, he's all about Diamond Head. Like, yeah. He is in with that band. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and uh, Blitzkrieg as well. 
Um, you know, him and Brian Ross were in cahoots. They were talking a lot as well. And that's another one of their major singles early on. But, I mean, you know, let us know down below what you think about The More I See. I think it's quite clear that both me and Dave are huge fucking fans of this song. And I I, I just think it's terrific. I, I like the fact on Garage Inc. that they spread their wings a little bit. You know, Whiskey and Lover Man are definitely going outside that Metallica remit. What's up? Tuesday's Gone is on the Tuesday Gone, yeah, yeah. Tuesday's Gone with Jerry Cantrell, um, live edition there as well. But um, uh, let's quick pull up banjo. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, last thing they did with Jason was this, and I disappear. This is the yes. last album that Jason Newstead appeared on. That's right. That's right. Which is yeah. very, very sad. It is sad. Jason Newstead is the most important part of Metallica, as we're all aware. <laughs> of course. I think we were going to do a Jason episode ages ago. We need to pick that up again. It's been nine hours long. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Much love. Huge, huge, huge love to Jason. And one of the things that we've mentioned on Alpha Metallica before, I don't know if we've spoken about this, Dave, but um, I don't know if you remember the the Rockstar Supernova reality show that Jason was involved in. Was he on that? He was on that. So so the first season was in excess. That's right. Yeah. That was uh, on we, Sky. Yeah, I never actually watched the first season, but the second season I did. So the second season was, the band was called Supernova, which is a terrible sort of pre-manufactured name. It was Tommy Lee on drums, Gilby Clark on rhythm guitar and lead guitar, you know, of GNR fame, whatever, and Jason fucking Newstead on bass. And I want to go back. They're all on YouTube. There's like 25 episodes. It's proper like American Idol shit with Dave Navarro in the Ryan Seacrest role. And, you know, that's that's what Jason kind of did after Echo Brain and Metallica. He did uh, join the band with Tommy Lee and Gilby Clark. And, yeah, um, I can trailer in my head, you're right. He had the, it was like a like chin length curly bob, like a, the Jason Afro, but yeah. center parted. I can still see the trailer in my head that you mention it. <laughs> so, oh, um, on the Jason episode, we will, we, you know, we'll, we'll go back and talk about that and talk about the Chop House. And Jason did this album as well. I did an episode of the show about a year ago where I did, like, Metallica's guest appearances on albums. And I did, like, 40 things. And he appeared on this album with, like, these two virtuoso school children. They're, like, literally in primary school. And they sung about sports. And they sounded like the Moldy Peaches. They're all, like, eternal. And that was, like, the first thing he laid bass on, I think, after Metallica. I can't remember what they were called. I'll have to post that down below. But, you know, the important thing is Discharge. And Metallica, yes. and you know the, the fact that they ended the first disc on this song. And you know what? Yeah, I think I'm going to say I think the more I see is my favourite song of the first disc of Garage Inc. It's it's just such a pummeling triumph. I think it speaks to itself when Discharge open the album, the first disc, and close it. Exactly. It lets you know everything you need to know about that band. If you're a Metallica fan and you're interested in the history of the band and where they come from, listen to that album. Listen to Garage Inc and then seek out something else. Seek out the other bands. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I should say as well, I like when the song pairs down to the bass that it opens with. And again, James is just playing with the lyrics that we established earlier. There's nothing different. But it reminds me a little bit of Bad Seed, the way it has that kind of speakerphone, you know, ringleader yeah. aspect that James is sort of hanging the lines a little longer. Some, I, I often criticise rock songs on this podcast when they run out of ideas in the bridge and I'll just repeat the main riff but the bass line and bring it all down before bringing it back up. But I think in this song it really works in its favour. Oh, yes. 
like a, a broken clock. Twice a day, you're going to be right. Like there could be a million <laughs> songs like that that sound garbage, but luckily for Metallica, when they do it, they do it properly. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they do. They do. Every time. So, um, yeah, this has been great, man. I mean, again, people get in touch with us in the comments. Uh, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show, you want to discuss a song, let's just have a look now what we've got available. We've got a few things available. We have The next thing we've got available is Pumping Blood off Lulu and Purify off St. Anger. And then we've got the uh, Ronnie Rising medley. And Seek and Destroy is open, people. Seek and Destroy is available. Taken, seek and destroy. Nobody's taken. Weren't we doing Shorty Straw? I think we were doing. Yeah, Shorty we're supposed straw. to do Shorty Straw yeah. because that song gets my plums pumping. I've got the next time Dave will be on the show will be episode 126 for Shorty Straw uh, as we push forward. But yeah, no one's claimed Seek and Destroy yet, and um, so you know, let me know if people want to jump on the show. Uh, I would love, love to have you on. Patreon is there if you want to support. What's when does this go up? This goes up like tomorrow. Yeah. Right, so you guys have got 72 hours to take Seek and Destroy or it's mine. I'll have it if nobody takes it. I'll, searching, I'll it. man, searching. But yeah, the Seek and Destroy is available there. And um, yeah, get in touch as well. You know, Let me know if there's any songs we can have S or T or U or V or W. And uh, there's no Metallica X songs or Z songs, but there is one Y song. The final song of the show will be, oddly, um, Ray Davis of the Kinks did now in 2010 called uh, Me and All My Friends, where he got kind of established bands to guess on his songs. He had like Bruce Springsteen on, he had like Squeeze on, and Metallica on, and they did You Really Got Me. So that will be the final episode of the show. I think it's episode 164 or something like that. But um, yeah, Dave, this has been great. I mean, I know that you haven't really got anything to promote. Obviously, you should have a podcast. I know you've always, like, you always seem to be on the cusp of doing your own podcast and I don't hear anything about it. It's, you know, chuck yourself out a window, record a podcast. It's tough decisions, man. I do have one thing to promote, though. Yeah. Uh, everyone should get at MetallicaPod on Twitter and hound this man. Take part do something with him because he's always open to collaborating with creators. He's always open to doing something. Oh, yeah. He's done a million and one things for a million and one people across genres. So get in touch with a guy and reach out because Tom's super active on social media and he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, thank you, man. And yeah, I, I completely concur. If people want to get in touch and do something, you know, I'm, I'm entirely down for that. Some of the best episodes of the show have been people throwing ideas at me and people going in certain directions and even just certain shows that I've never been aware of. Like one of my favorite episodes is when we went through this show from 2000 um, on the Kentucky Speedway where James had been in a jet ski accident. So like assorted members of Corn and Kid Rock and System of a Down had to come out on stage and play things. And it's just a wonderful artifact. And that was a really, really fun episode as well um i did it was with monty the guy from full concerts 100 we did that one so go back go back through the archive of all the alpha metallica shows and stuff like that we'll be back next week next monday we'll be covering moth into flame i've actually already recorded that episode with adam that was a really fun episode after that we've got motor breath murder one my apocalypse my friend of misery and then up to episode 100 of alpha metallica which is my world but um yeah dave always a treat man thank you sir good stuff thank you very much